0: Southern storm, a bold liberating rock, shot through with blues, soul, and gospel. And now, your hosts for the show, Brian Jones and Jason Johannes.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock podcast. As always, we're loving you for participating on the Facebook page and downloading the podcast. Uh, Could do it Instagram,
2: Twitter, Brian. Everywhere yeah, Instagram and Twitter
1: at- too. And I have to compliment you on uh, being so active on the Instagram, trying to do the same for Twitter. I don't know. It seems like like not a whole lot of people like you know go to Twitter. It's a lot of work. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm finally getting the hang of Instagram after a year of doing it. I didn't ever use really Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm finding out what gets people involved and inter- interactive. When, what do they like now? So that's helping. And I just want to be able to keep up with my kids, too, have known these social yeah. media things. But okay. thank you for the compliment. Um, just trying to keep up with you and your Facebook stuff. Cause you've been right. crushing on the Facebook page for a while,
1: but it seems like a lot of folks use Instagram because Charlie and Britt from blackberry smoke use Instagram. Uh, Johnny Colt uses Instagram, which a lot by the of way, artists like it. We told you guys on Thursday that uh, we probably, uh, you know, have listened to that episode before the state of a mark episode with Johnny Colt before uh, you know, the black Betty's episode. Uh, was up i'm about halfway through now probably not even halfway through and it's just like holy holy ghost holy crap holy whatever johnny cole's got some energy
2: david and ian have outdone themselves once again which is really hard to do this might be this might be my favorite interview they've done now they've had gorman on which was great and spin and all these other wonderful people but this one i don't know man the energy was great their interaction was great johnny told awesome stories um you're you're right about the energy super energetic and heard heard all sorts of stuff i didn't expect to hear but those guys just absolutely knocked it out of the park and johnny cole is one cool dude
1: for sure for sure and uh what else is going on you got some show updates or,
3: or...
2: uh no not really a lot of show updates this week i'm a little, a little show, alerts, on I that say. Or show <laughs> alerts i didn't pick out a lot to do this time. We'll catch you up on the next one um, on our Christmas episode. I'll have a bunch of stuff leading into the new year to talk to you guys about. There's not a lot of a lot of shows going on right now as people wind down for the holidays. I did see uh, Blackberry Smoke has a spring tour updates we'll talk about. Our friends, the Dead Deads, have a spring tour update that we'll talk about where they're actually opening up for the darkness. Uh, Candlebox, our friend Kevin, has put out a spring tour update including some acoustic shows one of course is in Cincinnati and April 1st that I'm going to go to which tr- let's certainly go to so I'll we'll have a lot of different updates some major major stuff for some of some of our friends that have been on the podcast well I saw
1: the only was there another uh, spring tour update with black British folks I saw the one at the shed the family yes. reunion. that's in June yep. though that's summer
2: nope there is a spring tour update they're doing a couple of dates in Tennessee uh there's some out west states um nothing right in the midwest i think they're trying to stay with warm weather right now but they're doing back-to-back nights at the caverns in tennessee which is a actual cave that be- bands actually play in so um i might take a look at one of those days to see if i can't get down to it
1: right on right on um although let's go back to the johnny cole although we don't yes. have all the details uh and we're gonna put that episode up on the facebook i'll do that here when we're done with this but uh um Basically, what's going on is Johnny's trying to uh, get something together to apparently Eddie Harsh, when he passed, he doesn't have a real significant headstone. Apparently, it's just like a wood cross. And so uh, he's trying to get something going uh, to get Ed a good headstone. Um, So we'll keep you guys updated on that in ways that, you know, you might be able to help if you want to or you're able to. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of Eddie Harsh fans out there. So,
2: Well, listen, if you're listening to this podcast, you like the style of music, you're probably more than likely or absolutely are a Black Crows fan. Ed was such an integral love part of that band that I'm sure everybody's going to want to find out here how they can help out. So uh, Johnny, very active on Instagram, follow him on Instagram. He now has a Patreon page where there's actually a couple tiers and there's a $19 a month Black Crows tier where you're going to get some specialized information other things that are related to big time fans. So if you join his Patreon you follow him on Instagram, you're going to find out some ways that you can help contribute uh, to get Eddie Harsh, the headstone he deserves and get a chance to interact with the Black Rose legend. Uh, Johnny Cole played bass in the first four studio albums, the classic albums, and just have a lot of fun. So listen to the Save More podcast. David Ian killed it. Go follow Johnny on Instagram, join his Patreon, and also listen to keep listening to us because we will have information how you can help?
1: Right on, right on. Uh, I couldn't say it better myself. You say it much better than me.
2: <laughs> so
1: <laughs> let's get into. What are you our... saying,
2: Brian? I'm more of a sleazy salesman than you are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's get into uh, the episode we're doing now. Is just, you know, let's talk about Muscle Shoals, Alabama.
2: Let's talk about Muscle Shoals, Alabama. So, Brian, why is Muscle Shoals, Alabama, an important? It's a small little town. In Northwest Alabama, why is it so important? Why are we talking about it?
1: Well, obviously, and everyone probably already knows this or should, or I know you do, um, a lot of rich history in Muscle Shoals, as far as Muscle Shoals Sound Recording Studio and Fame Studio. uh, Everybody that's everybody has recorded there, you know, um, know, going way back to, you know, uh, Dwayne Allman with Wilson Pickett and a lot of Aretha Franklin stuff and the Stones recorded there, Wild Horses and... um, and, you know, Bob Seeger did some records down there and just a ton of people have worked in those studios. Yep. And uh, so apparently, though, what's going on has been going on since it's such a rural area. So there's not a lot of uh, shows, music events and whatnot, concerts and whatnot. So uh, Kevin Palmero, who is the manager of Magnolia Bayou and uh, works as a book- booking agent at TKO Booking and also uh, Dylan's dad, Dylan, the guitar player, Magnolia mm-hmm. Bayou uh he got together uh with uh sandra whose last name is escaping me although you guys will hear it, um, she uh us to run the the hall of fame there and they put together a show which has already gone by the young guns of southern rock mm-hmm. and um that was magnolia bayou headlining jive mother mary played before them and stone 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 harvest opened the show And they're hoping that that will jumpstart some other, you know, hopefully more concerts, more musical events. So we got to talk to a bunch of friends uh, about that, about uh, some of the history of Muscle Shoals and uh, what people would like to see
2: happen. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And um, let me build on that here in a second. Let me, let me throw some information out about Muscle Shoals. So there are two main historic studios, right, Brian, we have Fame Studios uh, where, Percy Sledge, Aretha Franklin, Wilson Pickett, Otis Redding have recorded some some good stuff. Muscle Shoals Sound Studio, um, that's where Bob Dylan, Paul Simon, Rolling Stones, Rod Student, Allman Brothers have recorded. Also, um, a version uh, at Fame Studios, so George Michael recorded an early unreleased version of Careless Whisper in, in 1983 out there. So George Michael, come on. George, Mike, the George Michael, be George Michael, Brian. Get excited. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, more excited about the fact that uh, Cry Love did their, their debut record uh,
4: oh, brother there, yes. there
1: at Muscle Shoals. And we're trying to get something together to to celebrate that record. Um, you know, it's just such a great record. And we're hoping to it is. get an it, episode for that. We're big Oddly Freed fans.
2: Up. We love Oddly Freed. I loved his whole entire career from cry love to now Cheryl crow. He played with the crows. Like I, uh, we gotta, we gotta get him on here, Brian. Nope. You know, we got, he's, he's, he's shy on social media. We got to find him.
1: And our friends in them dirty roses. They, they cut some tracks at fame. Some of their new stuff.
2: Um, Which so sounds great by the way. Fantastic. And I think we have of course. Four it's or them five dirty new roses. Tracks.
1: How could it not?
2: No, um, no. Right. Well, going back to the Muscle Shoals area and the Alabama Music Hall of Fame, so this is really interesting to me. So, one, thank you for putting this this idea and this thing together. You and you and Kevin, I think you guys did a great job, and you know, pulling the right people on the on this podcast. So you guys can hear from Kevin and somebody who's who's helped founded founded or works actually, actually works at the Music Hall of Fame to the bands that are performing you are going to hear on, on this podcast. But you know, learning that a an area with such rich recorded music history. Really doesn't have a great live music scene. I, you know, I find that very interesting and kind of sad. And it sounds like the Alabama Music Hall of Fame is trying to rectify that. And one of the ways they're trying to get more interest is have this Young Guns of Southern Rock music, and then you know this new performance or this these performance venue, an indoor and outdoor venue, actually at the museum itself.
1: Yeah, and uh, we just we got to talk to great people. You know, Kevin and Sandra. Uh, we got to talk to our friend Matt Wake who was from the area and uh, with both Sandra and Matt we touched on the Orion Amphitheater and Sidetracks and and you know the Hall of Fame there in, in Tuscumbia um, in the Shoals that hopefully that can be some sort of like roundabout circle or whatever triangle or connect the dots to get some more musical events happening so it's great to talk to
2: Matt as always. Always. Um, He's the and- best. Rock journalists out there right now. I don't say that because he's friends of ours on the podcast, but he's legitimately putting out great music or great music articles. And Brian, every time I talk to him, I learn more and more. And it's just always, you know, I'd like to spend two or three hours at a bar with that guy just chatting.
1: Always a joy to run into him. Um, We also got to talk to Dylan and Cedric from Magnolia Bayou, Matt and Levi from Stone Harvest. So let's just all kick back and relax and uh, let's listen to all our. Chats uh, about Muscle Shoals in the Alabama Music Hall of Fame, Young Guns of Southern Rock. Our first guest for the Young Guns of Southern Rock uh, show at the Alabama Music Hall of Fame in the Muscle Shoals area uh, we have with us. And I'm always uh, toss this over to Jason to tell you guys who we have with us.
2: Thanks, Brian. Well, I got the easy part because you had to get all of that out about this event that we're talking about. I'm glad you didn't make me do it. But from that event, we have Sandra Burrows and Kevin Palmero. How are you guys doing? We're good. great
0: thank
2: you
1: so Sandra, why don't you just give us a quick rundown of like what what you do there um, at the hall of fame if you could
3: well okay well i am the executive director of the alabama music hall of fame i've been in this position uh right at three years now um it's it's a very exciting position and i have these last three years have flown by i've actually been in the tourism business for 27 years and, and that's more my role than anything is promoting our attraction um, uh, worldwide. We, we have a lot of worldwide uh, visitors here that are very interested in the music industry, but uh, my job is to promote the, the museum and run the museum. Uh, we're constantly looking for ideas for exhibits, moving exhibits in and out. Uh, our museum encompasses all music genres um, in the state of Alabama, we um, we are we've been in existence since 1990, and we have uh, over 100 inductees into the Alabama Music Hall of Fame, and and that that encompasses all genres of music from rock and roll to uh, rhythm and blues, rap, gospel, bluegrass, country, uh, classic, um, anything that you can think of. Um, death metal?
2: Do you have death metal in that? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Not a lot.
2: <laughs> I'm a big fan of Norwegian black death metal, so if you ever get that exhibit, let me know.
3: I will. I will. That's a, that's I'll have a joke, by the way. It open it for us. But uh, anyway, uh, we we've been like I said, we've been here for over 30 years, and uh, we we represent the entire state of Alabama as far as music is concerned, and that's that's my general uh, overall view of what we do. But lately, uh, we have been trying to break into. The uh, concert scene, we want to we start being known as the place where concerts happen for um, especially local bands, um, the up-and-coming bands that um, we all know are out there. We want to help showcase them and help get their uh, career off <laughs> and to a good start, and so um, that's when Kevin and I actually um, came into um, having a um, concert together. So that's, that's basically an overview of what's going on here.
1: So Kevin, why don't you uh, give us a, a real quick rundown of what, what you do and then how this all started, how it came about.
0: Um, well, basically you guys know me as Magnolia Bayou's manager. Um, Dylan's dad, I get referred to as, <laughs>
2: you know, the excellent guitar player. Yeah. You
0: know. Yeah. Um, and then of course I'm a booking agent as well for uh TKO booking, um, through I work through the Nashville, uh, the Nashville branch. Of course, we have LA, New York, and also um, um, London as well. Um, but I, I work through the TKO branch. So I, I I also work with other young upstart bands like my own Magnolia Bayou, um, to develop them and and uh, you know find opportunities like this for them because they're all very, as you all know, they're very uh, influenced by the area. Um, they're all big fans of Muscle Shoals. They know the story. They know the history behind it. And it's uh, it's really sacred ground to these musicians, you know. And uh, I'm, I'm fortunate to have been directed to Sandra and her welcome me to, to do this. I'm, you know, it's kind of a bucket list thing for me being a, a big music history guy. Uh, I'm, I'm just thrilled to be a part of something like this. So, I, I appreciate all of that for sure.
1: So can either of you speak uh, about, it seems to me that would, from what I've heard and talked to you, uh, Kevin, about is that there was kind of a lack of things happening in the Muscle Shoals area. And that was kind of a uh, kind of surprising for a place that has such rich musical history. Can either of you speak on that?
0: Um, yeah. And, and, you know, Sandra probably can be more of, of the one to answer this one. Um, I, I literally stumbled upon this um, situation. I'm not a very big Facebook person. You guys never see me. I'm kind of the behind the scenes person. I'd prefer it to be that way. Um, but I stumbled upon somebody that was saying, why don't we have something here? we got a beautiful Hall of Fame. we got, you know, this is such a rich culture. And then there was a bunch of people that started coming in and and commenting on it. Sandra being one of them. And when I clicked her name, I saw, Whoa, this lady's runs the hall of fame. Um, she might be the one that that we can do something with. So we were, we were, uh, kind of introduced through a a third party, um, Nikki, uh, Simonson, who, uh, kind of connected us. And then at that point, uh, here we are. Um, we, we seem to develop a great, uh, working relationship with this and everything's going well at this point. So, um, I'm excited.
2: It, it makes a lot of sense. So much like the rock and roll hall of fame, you've got that p- p- performance piece with such rich history of the Muscle Shoals area in Alabama. It makes sense for you guys to bring in and actually have some of these acts that, that fit, fit right in. I mean, that, that's great. I love it. Yeah.
3: And to add to that, um, when I came into, um, the hall of fame, I started in December of, uh, 18 and, um, we, it, you know, it takes a while to, this is a totally different industry that I'm actually promoting and running from my prior experience. So you know, it takes a while to figure out what you're doing. And, um, after six months to a year, uh, at this position, um, we, you know, we, we had a, pretty good grasp of what we were doing and we had our induction banquet in February of 2020. And then the pandemic hit in March, I had three concerts scheduled scheduled and can't had to cancel all three. So then going into the next year, um, it was still kind of iffy. You didn't want to be the, the venue or the people that, you know, caused a super spreader of, 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 but you didn't want to be the person that just sat back and done nothing as well. And, you know, it, the, the second wave of the COVID came through and all that, but when, when Kevin reached out, I, I took that as a sign of, Hey, let's just go with it. Let's just, let's just do some things. And we have a really nice um, stage and concert area outside. We have a smaller venue inside for, for concerts. So it, it was the perfect timing and the perfect setting for a smaller venue size event to be on the inside of it uh, instead of outdoors. And Kevin coming in, it just it was it just worked. So he and I hit the ground running, and um, we've been nonstop ever since. And uh, here we are, a week and a day uh, out. Cannot wait.
2: So who picked the well? One tell us which bands are on the lineup for this show, and and who who picked them.
0: Um. We have, um, we, we talk, you know, Sandra and I have kind of talked through everything that we do. Um, of course, these bands are all bands that I work with. Um, so uh, Stone Harvest, I don't. Um, but they were logical because they are from the area and they're brand new. Um, they're young guys um, who have just put out their first EP. And, you know, we, we were, as well as Jag Mother Mary, we were in the same boat mm-hmm. as them one day where we were the young guys and, you know, there's been several bands that have helped us, taken us under their wing and pushed us into situations we may or may not have gotten to begin with. Bishop Gunn for one, um, you know, we owe those guys a lot because they, they pushed us along with them. And we got better as well uh, by doing it. So, you know, I guess pay it the pay it forward thing comes into play with those guys and we know them all. Uh, so I wanted to put, a band from that area into that slot, that initial opening slot. So Stone Harvest was the logical choice there. And of course, Jive Mother Mary, I have a history with, Um, and then of course, I managed Magnolia Bayou as well. And, you know, being TKO artists, obviously I was pushing them. And, uh, that's the area I work in is the young Southern classic rock and roll type bands. Um, so, I pitched those bands to Sandra because they do have a draw in that area, and I felt it would be maybe a logical start to this thing.
2: Well, uh, it's really good timing though know, for you guys to have this because there just seems to be this influx of really good southern bands, but just rock bands in that southern rock, blues rock, uh, you know, genre that's coming out. Which you know, which Brian and I have this podcast about. So it's like almost everything's coming together at the perfect time,
0: right?
1: So I just got uh, one other uh, thing here. I don't know if it's a question or observation uh, uh, about all this. And first of all, I want to, you know, I also uh, talked to Nikki Simonson earlier today and she's going to help us out on the ground since, you know, we can't be there. And we're going to get to these events, hopefully next year and and whatnot. And thank you, Kevin, for. Well, Brian, uh, if
2: they are looking for ideas for the (laughs) Alabama music hall of fame exhibits, I think a podcast exhibit. And since we are the number one losing (laughs) Southern rock podcast.
1: (laughs) But no, thank you. Thank you, Kevin, for having us uh, having uh, on. <laughs> Got to plug ourselves. Um, but uh, my only, op- I think, observation, I don't know if it's really a question, but with that amphitheater going up in uh, Huntsville and then Alabama Music Hall of Fame, are we kind of hoping that that will kind of be like a, a route that bands will go and, and maybe play both venues and, and just kind of like, you know, uplift the whole kind of that region around there?
3: yeah we have been very much involved with um, the new venue um, we've been over and met with them several times and we talk every day um, they want us to be as 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 much involved um, with with that whole project as we can be um, because they feel like that's the that's the essence of the draw you know they can have a lot of concerts and and all that kind of thing but know they want to draw people to the area to experience the entire um music uh, experience so um, they have been absolutely wonderful to work with and um we're we're looking to continue that wonderful relationship we've already established with them
2: makes sense and that looks like a beautiful venue that's coming in and some really good artists lined up and and kevin you know i'm sure we're going to see your crew that you manage and, and help get through that as well just it's just such a good time to be into this music right now. Alabama's got great stuff, of course. Mississippi, we're finding out. Kentucky has all this great music. So regionally, you guys really have a lot of, a lot of, a lot of reasons to celebrate the, the new guys, but also the historical piece.
0: I think we have access to the right bands too, as far as for Sandra's venue. You know, she has the smaller indoor where we can do these showcase events for the younger bands, and then um, she also can do stuff outside with a much bigger capacity. Yeah, what uh, capacity is that, Sandra?
3: Uh, you know, I don't have an exact count, but I would say anywhere between five to 6,000.
2: That's really good, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you can pull in, like, the Blackberry Smokes and people, yep. you know, to your truck bands, like the ones that really draw well and can kind of fit in those side re- arenas. That's awesome.
0: And yeah. I and I, I, rumor has it you guys might know uh, a, 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 a one, uh, Charlie Star. Maybe we can uh, <laughs> help facilitate something like that. We've been
1: fortunate to talk to him. Yeah. With, uh, any more future, uh, reaching out to him would be a pleasure on our part. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, obviously we we'll, I'll, you know, I'll be calling about it because I think that's somebody <laughs> we can network with and he would be fantastic. And, uh, you know, be bringing some of these young bands to open up the show and just showcase the area. And I think these older guys would be honored as we all are to get to be a part of something like this in that area, you know, cause they all, they hold it. It's very sacred, a sacred area. So there's a lot of bands like that. We, you know, the and the, the All Stars. You know, people like that. I think would would. Be oh yeah,
2: yeah, Luther. Bands. Yeah, those got the Dickinson Brothers. And and, it's, and again, from the the travel perspective, now that's going to bring a lot of tourism, and you're doing a lot more. It is a historical area. We, you do know that music fans do travel, go see shows, go to these events. Like, I I can't wait to go down at some point. You know, I'm gonna have to put that on my list of of travel destination next sir. next, fall. next yeah.
1: fall brother as all
0: big bro. of fans as you guys are you need to get you need to get down here and absolutely see this stuff. Uh, you know I'm, right. I'm from i'm originally from new york so when i came down here that was all bucket list stuff you know it's like oh, i got to see this stuff i've been dreaming about and listening to for years now i can actually go see it and uh it's 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 cool it, it's, uh, it's a really cool experience
1: thank you so much to kevin palmero and sandra burroughs for having us be part of this we're so super excited about this and and so grateful that you're having us uh, uh take part in this in some way shape or form so well thank we you so appreciate much. you
3: guys so much too and and hey y'all get ready to come down here and let me know we'll take care of you we'll thank do you very much we're thank looking you. forward to that
0: thanks guys i appreciate all y'all do for this this area and this music we uh we all appreciate it and uh Congratulations on on things just going so well for the podcast.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely
0: awesome. <laughs>
1: Uh, we're back here with our next guest uh, from this Muscle Shoals Alabama Music Hall of Fame special. Jason, I uh, want you to tell everybody who we have with us right now.
2: Yep, very happy to have uh, two guys on from the band Stone Harvest. We have Matt and Levi. How's it going, guys? What's up, brother? How's it going?
1: What's How, how are you guys doing? You guys got to be excited for the show coming up. Man, we're super excited. We're actually- A couple, couple
2: hours, right? A couple hours away from it? Oh,
5: yeah. Yeah. Uh, Job Mother Mary's
1: sound checking right now. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk, talk to Mason Brad. here just a Brad. little bit no, here no. in a few minutes after you guys are done.
2: This is how talk? long you sound checks, Brian. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> so let's get right into this. So I ask you specifically, Matt, uh, being from the area, uh, what my understanding is talking to everybody so far that there hasn't been a lot of shows things going on in the in the shoals and that's been surprising with all the rich music history and we're hoping uh that this show tonight will kick off some more so what would give us your take on all that
6: well man uh you know this is this is one of the few uh original music shows that we've we've had in the area uh the shoals is is very very big for you know promoting cover bands and stuff like that and and really uh Making sure that the legacy that was left here all those years ago stays, stays alive. But um, as far as original venues and, and original music, this is a really big, uh, really big step we think. And and uh, Kevin Palmero and uh, just did an awesome job, you know, spearheading this and, and getting it all all lined up. And uh, we think that this this could be the start, a very big kickoff towards a bigger and more fruitful uh, sort of music scene here.
1: Right on. Right on. So growing up there and then when, when, you know, before you're in a band or whatever, or after you were, when you're going to see a show, like, like how far would you have, like original band, would you have to go to Huntsville? Like how far would you have to go to, to go see something?
6: For the most part, man. I mean, Sidetracks was, was my stomping ground. That's, that's one of my favorite venues. And I would always go there to go see Mag or, or jive Mother Mary or, you know, uh, all those other great bands that we've, we all know and love. Uh, but Huntsville is really, really probably the, the closest that we would go. We'd go to Memphis or Oxford every now and again, but Huntsville is definitely the hub right now.
1: Right on. So as a non-resident Levi, what's your take on all this?
5: Uh, man, it's awesome. Cause uh, <clears throat> you know, we're, when we started, we kind of, uh, the the band's kind of been based out of Tennessee. I mean, we have the, the Tennessee logo, but to tell you the honest truth, man, Tennessee ain't showed as much love. So uh You know, coming down here just kind of feels like a kind of a. This could be a. You know, maybe we'll take out that Tennessee sign and make an Alabama sign, man. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) It feels cool, man. It feels be here. It's just right up the road, so it's a. Might as well be local for us all.
1: Is it hard to put into words how this feels like after you guys did Throttle Fest? Now you're doing this gig. It's it's pretty huge, right?
6: Yeah, it's crazy, man. <laughs> we we talk about it all the time. Like, there's really it makes no sense how we ended up in the position that we're in. Like, it's it's such a, a crazy blessing that we're we're here, and we've been we've been dealt some some amazing cards that that we're just really really thankful to be in the position that we're in. So, how do
1: you get the proposal for the show? Like, who is that? Kevin is guys in Magnolia bring you guys yeah. in. How does that work?
6: It was Kevin. He uh he reached out to me and he's like, hey, if you've got a second, give me a call. And uh, I called Levi and we both called Kevin together and he sort of ran it down. He's like, look, you know, y'all go way back with mag and, and jive. And, you know, it'd be great to have y'all on the show, especially since y'all are a, a local band. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, it was really cool how it sort of worked out that way.
1: Right on, right on. So what uh, what, what what's going on next for stone harvest after holiday break? What's uh what's on your agenda?
5: I, mean, I think it's going to be a lot of putting the pen to the paper and, uh, just keep pinning and banging, you know. <laughs> writing music and uh, spin, spitting them out, dude. Just working on an album, trying to trying to push out a kick ass album for everybody in two thousand and twenty two. That's the goal.
1: Right on, right on. Do you
5: have a studio lined up? Uh we do. Uh, we're recording at uh, Cock of the Walk Studios in Kennesaw, Georgia, with Jesse James Dupree. And uh, oh,
2: nice. Okay. Yeah, that's and awesome. Jeff, so,
5: yeah, so we. It's really, really cool to get to be recording there, too. So it's we've uh, we've actually went through one session already and uh, recording with them. So ready to get back and get another taste.
2: How many songs do you guys think you're going to have on this one?
6: Well, we're kind of looking at, uh, you know, if you've listened to our EP and stuff like that, you know, we're, we're keeping those roots. But we kind of just want to scrap everything and just start writing all over again, not really go through the process of re-recording and re-releasing stuff we've already done. So, we're hoping just to have, you know, about 12, maybe 15 new songs just done, ready to go. Ideally, we can get them all knocked out and taken care of by, you know, August or something, have them ready for release, uh, just depending on how the schedule works out and how how quick we can crank out the tunes.
2: Well, keep us up to speed because we'd like to have you guys on to talk about the album when it's ready to go.
1: Well, they're definitely going to be on. (laughs) (laughs) So, you guys are working right with Jesse and with Jeff Tomei. That's mm-hmm. awesome! That, that's awesome, man. You guys, that's a great guy to have in your corner, man. That's I'm oh, proud great. of you guys. So proud of you guys. I'm we're trying to get this.
2: Jesse on the podcast too. We'll get him when he's got a little time, I think. But we're still working yeah, that, on it. Like a really busy man, uh, from <laughs> what I've seen, he's very busy. So
1: yeah, we're trying to get Jeff on too. I've talked to him before about it, but uh, no, that's <laughs> huge, man. I mean, that's like that's gigantic because Blackberry Smoke did their first record there with those guys.
5: Oh, that's, yeah, man. See, awesome. The stories he told us of just – like, he was uh, talking about people by their first name, you know, and I'm <laughs> like, holy shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now what are you talking about Jesus. Like, he told us so many cool stories, man. Just, it was just cool to be in the same room. To, it's that's awesome. Yeah, it was cool, man. It was really cool. Awesome it, it would dudes. be like,
6: oh, Gary did this, meaning, you know, Jerry Cantrell or, or Damon did this, Damon Johnson. It's just – dropping these names first first name bases, you know billy and and james from the smashing pumpkins we're like hold on man you're talking about the same people that we've listened to yeah. for years and years and years and we're sitting in the same room with the person who recorded them that's just baffling you know yeah
2: awesome awesome got anything else for the boys there jason uh i do not Other than what's the uh show order tonight
6: we're kicking it off at eight uh eight yeah eight o'clock i think eight uh <laughs> we're gonna learn uh but we start at eight and then uh jive is going on afterwards and then mag is gonna be bringing it home this evening
2: are we going to see a super jam at some point with everybody
6: uh there's there's been rumblings of me joining mag for a jam and then i think there's uh, there's also talks of mason jumping up there with them at another point but uh honestly I, I don't know if i'd be comfortable being up there with both both dylan and mason at the same time they'd play me under the table yeah <laughs> you'll be fine
2: you'll be fine well, we need video if this happens, so oh, make sure yeah. somebody's recording. All right, sure. Shane,
1: thank you guys for joining us, man. I'm so proud of you guys as always, and uh, can't wait to uh, chat with you guys again.
2: Yeah, much thanks, love, man. man. See you right. tonight. See you guys. Bye.
5: Five on my side. Everybody clears when I walk in, full of regret and a trace.
1: our next guest uh, on this uh, uh alabama hall of fame muscle Shoals special we have cedric and dylan from magnolia bayou what's going on guys
7: what's going on man how y'all doing
2: good. we're doing
1: good we're doing good
2: cedric nice to meet you we've had dylan on a couple times i don't think we've ever had you at least when i've been part of the show
7: I and mean, it's a pleasure dude. jason appreciate it bro <laughs> Yeah. We, the, uh,
1: you were on, you guys were all on for the, for the strange place, uh, release. Um, yeah. so let's just get into it. Um, just, uh, you know, uh, what can you say about the gig tomorrow night? Big deal. Hall of fame, Alabama, uh, celebrating the Shoals. Uh, what, what do you got to say about that? Uh,
8: man, it's going to be a blast. Uh, Muscle Shoals is a part of a, of a ginormous legacy that, uh, we like to kind of tap into is being from the South, you know, a lot of great stuff was recorded there. Uh, Dwayne Allman, my favorite guitar player. Yeah. yeah.
4: There
8: you go. Start out that way. And so uh, it's going to be a, a, a treat for, for all of us. I think we did WC handy fest with Bishop gun a couple years back. Uh, but this, this new uh, young guns, of Southern rock show uh, that we got going on tomorrow night uh, or tonight, whenever this airs, I don't know.
2: when does this air brian i don't even know it'd be uh probably next next week
8: okay i got you well uh the gig the gig's gonna be a great time man uh we got we got stone harvest uh our buddies out that way in alabama uh then job mother mary and then us uh last uh rounding everything out so it's gonna be
1: rock and roll man so, so what's your guys' take on uh, the shoals area? You know where where fame is and where Muscle Shoals sound is, and just the area where apparently there hasn't been a lot going on with with shows with bands. Uh, any insight to that? Has it to do with it's rural, or what, what? What's your take on all that?
7: And there's no telling. I mean, for a town that's that legendary, you know, it's anybody's guess why they don't get you know the attention that it deserves. Uh, but we will tomorrow, but yeah. as far as that, I've never personally been. I know the history. There's so much history in that town, man, and uh, it, it's baffling. I don't know. I couldn't tell you.
3: They're going to give uh, you
7: guys a tour tomorrow while you're there? I'm hoping to take it in uh, as much as I can while I'm there. It'll be my first time, and I think the band's been there maybe yeah, two once. or three times yeah, before I can. So um...
1: Dylan, I know that you got a tour of Muscle Shoals Sound from David Hood. Is that correct?
8: Uh, yeah. Well, so so we actually I met David Hood at the, the, as previously mentioned, the WC Andy Fest we did with Bishop Gunn a couple years back. Uh, I got to meet David Hood there. And um, Deb, uh, I want to say her name is, uh, she took us through the Muscle Shoals Sound uh, the next day the next morning i want to say uh we got up got coffee and went down there and uh it was it was it was awesome man we got to see all the records down there and the little uh you know like the green room so to speak or the chill room um for the for the recording artists and stuff and it was a it was a treat man uh getting to see all that legendary stuff you know
1: right on right on what 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 are you hoping that'll happen from the show you think are you Confident that could jumpstart some more, more shows going on around there.
8: So, man, um, you know, it, like, like Cedric said, you know, it's a legendary town and, you know, it needs to, needs to keep continuing to, uh, you know, people need to show it more respect, uh, you know, or at least, um, you know, make it, make it known that they respect the town and, you know, they, they love it and want to keep, thriving um but, you know it just it depends on the people you know if the people show out tomorrow night and you know it, it goes over as as well as we think it will then you know maybe it maybe will be the start of something fun and, and new to come for everybody
1: so when you guys play down there i know you guys look at sidetracks but like where you know, where else do you play down there? Like, any, whether you're playing or if you've gone there to see bands or whatnot, does a guy have to go to Birmingham or Mobile or, you know, what, where, where's usually, you know, all that kind of action happening?
8: Uh, for us, man, uh, we're about an hour, 20 minutes from Mobile. Uh, so we go out that way, um, play a spot out there called the Brickyard. Um, shout out to Noel, all those cats. Uh, then we play in Birmingham at Ghost Train Brewing Company uh, Zydeco every once in a while, uh, the camp in Huntsville and obviously sidetracks is our home up in Huntsville. Um, but yeah, man, uh, up that way, you know, that's kind of our spot. Um, you know, we, there's like three main cities that we try to hit in, in Alabama and those are, those are the three, but you know, uh, Muscle Shoals is, is legendary, man. Um, you know, if they'll have us and then keep having us, then we'll, we'll come back, um, you know we make our we make our rounds and you know if they want to be
1: one of them then let's go let's get it right on right on Jason you got anything for the boys
2: I do so I want to know who who's your favorite artist that's recorded Muscle Shoals before Cedric we'll go to you man
7: uh, I'm still discovering so much um, I really am into a lot of Aretha Franklin stuff um, yeah
2: who doesn't uh, love Aretha you
7: know who does uh, what's that I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Uh, who Wilson. Did, yeah, Wilson Pickett. Um, of course, the Almond Brothers. All those cats, man, and um, just so many. I'm um, still discovering, <laughs> but. Uh... <laughs> It's just so much, man. I know Dylan and the guys have known more about my shows than I have, and I'm a musician, so I kick myself in the butt for not knowing as many artists. There's been countless artists that play there. Well, time. you
2: guys are young dudes. You'll you'll learn it, you know, you'll be there, you'll get to see more, and you'll get you know, you'll you'll get your favorite artists out, out of that getting out there.
7: Yeah, definitely I would say Rita the Franklin's probably my top that I've heard
2: come out it's of hard, that. It's, it's hard football. to beat that. It's hard to beat that. Dylan, I I'm gonna guess who you're gonna say, but I'm gonna go ahead and throw it to you. Who's your favorite artist that's that's recorded out there?
8: well so uh, his his answer is kind of my answer because Dwayne was on that record too um, so Aretha uh, with the um, this uh, this girl's in love with you that record mm-hmm. yeah that, that uh that's got Dwayne a good bit sprinkled in uh, if not the whole thing I'm not entirely sure about that one um, but I believe he was on the whole thing um, but yeah uh, like like he said Aretha because. Um, God, God, what a voice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just had um, we had the Black Bettys on, and their, their episode's going to come out next week, and we talked a little about Aretha Franklin. Like We talked about some of the best singers that are out there, so very good. It's going around, Brian. we got a consistent theme out there with a lot of Aretha Franklin love, for sure. as there should be. Get hip to it, everybody. Get hip to it, man. <laughs>
7: yeah.
1: Well, one last thing. Uh, what's up now uh, after this show for Magnolia Bayou?
7: Well, you said what's next after, yeah. What's show? next? Well, I know you're well, let's say, like, after the
1: holiday season, what's next after that?
7: And we have some things in the rap, I and mean, uh, we probably don't want to announce anything right now. We <laughs> right. Things going on, hopefully, some big things. But, um, as far as us personally, we'll probably just be rehearsing and Bring writing on. some songs, man. Just trying Ooh. to sharpen Looking for right. another
2: album, Are we shooting for another album
7: next year, or what? And I mean. It possibly, but, you know, it could just be more shooting. I don't know if I should say, speak for everybody, maybe some singles. <laughs> definitely going to be new songs coming out. An album, we don't know about album. We've been talking about whether we want to try and do an album next year, but well, yeah. everything's up in the air right now. But definitely, yeah, yeah we'll, people will hear some new music at some point, some form of fashion next year. Yep,
2: Brian, I do have one last question for sure. these dudes. How was meeting Billy Gibbons?
7: Man, <laughs> <laughs> ah, dude, it was amazing. When I tell you for a guy of his legend to be as he's just like a next door neighbor, man, just so cool. I mean, I I, I really can't speak as high as everybody else has of I mean, He's just like the nicest guy, you know. Uh, we talked about uh, many things that you know when he had the time to talk about. Man, I I was able to give him some of our music to check out, so. Hopefully, Billy Gibbons might be a Magnolia Bayou fan. Who knows? But uh, he'd man. be hard
2: pressed not to. You guys make some really good tunes.
7: <laughs> I'm hoping so, man. Give him a shout out. Hopefully, uh, he'll check it out. Not... and dig it. Uh, but I know the yeah. drumming's good. We
2: got to work on the guitar play. <laughs> <laughs> No, So, Dylan, for you, though, what kind of pressure is that? Like, you got Billy Gibbons, got your stuff, going to listen? Does that make you stress out at all?
8: Uh, man, not as much as you think. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I'm the shit, but you know, I told you. You're more excited. You're
2: more excited to have him. Come on now. You're more excited (laughs) to have him hear it than you are what he's going to hear. Right.
8: Yeah. Like, you know, having somebody like that, putting his ears on it, you know, and hopefully, you know, reaching out and giving us a stamp of approval, you know, that's all I could ask for. But, you know, I I know, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not saying I know he's going to like it, but like, I've got a 80 to 90%, you know, certainty rate, you know, in, in terms of that. Cause I think we all use, you know, some of the similar stuff that he would have used for mm-hmm. his first couple of records. So, you know, or at least I think, you know, I, I got a Gibson and I, I think he knows what so, a so he's going
2: to like that SG that you're rocking. Yeah. And if he looks at pictures in the
8: second record, which, you know, he, he has both now. So uh, if, if he, if he flips the, you know, photo booth and stuff, he'll see an SG in there and I'm sure that'll kind of seal the deal with nothing else, you know, That's right. <laughs> thought it'll help.
1: I got one more thing, one more thing quick here before we let you go. Um, so I know like the, the boys from them, dirty roses, uh, cut some stuff at fame. Uh, Andrew yep. was actually going to be on this episode. We're going to talk to him later next week. Um, so any, yeah, any Andrew. thoughts about that? You guys ever had, had that thought, like the recording there in muscle Shoals or fame or.
7: Oh yeah, definitely. We about it. Definitely. That's a, that's a dream of ours, man. Uh, we had a couple songs actually that we want to put out. Hopefully we can record there next year. Maybe. I've got,
8: got a really good buddy, Evan Hall. Um, he's a new Orleans cat. He plays with uh, Jay in the causeways and he's also got a project of his own, uh, formerly from roadside glorious. Uh, y'all should have him on y'all show, by the way. Um, uh, we'll, we'll iron that out later, but anywho. Sure. Uh, he actually recorded his record at fame. And then when he was with uh, roadside glorious, they did theirs at fame. And I want to say Jay and the causeways also recorded their stuff at fame. If not the horn section helped out Evan and his group uh, with, with that, but um, we've got some connections uh, to fame. So it's not, it's not, um, it's a, it's an obtainable goal, uh, to have of ours. So, uh, it, it'll, it'll happen. I'm sure. Um, like Cedric said, we got a couple of tracks that that would cut really well out that way. So,
1: all right, you guys, uh, thank you, Cedric and Dylan from Magnolia Bayou. Um, I know you guys will have one hell of a show tomorrow night and uh, we, we hope to see some video from that. So you guys, uh, give them hell, kick some ass and, uh, you guys will have a great time. Thank you guys. Always. Love,
7: y'all, man. Appreciate y'all having us on.
1: Jason Keck from Jive Mother Mary on this uh Alabama Hall of Fame gig special of the episode of the podcast. How are you doing, brother? Doing well,
9: man. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm really good. Um, so we want to ask you straight up, you know, uh from my understanding, there hasn't been uh, a lot of shows, shows in the shoals area, which has uh kind of been kind of a dilemma because all the rich history in the area. So uh Um, just wonder what you think about that and you know what what do you think this gig tonight will do will it will it kickstart something more in the area or what do you think
9: man you know it's actually our first time playing in Muscle Shoals Um, but I think you know maybe that's a good sign then that you know like you're saying if things have been slow around here uh, we've never played before and now we're finally here so maybe things are kind of taking a turn for the good and, and more people are playing around and and it's my first time at the, the Hall of Fame here too so this is pretty okay. cool and right I'm on. thankful that, that they uh that they hosted us and had all these bands and Yeah. And yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually sitting here. I think I think a couple of the other guys might might be inside here in a bit but okay. I think the Sure here at, uh, here at the uh, Alabama tour bus here.
1: Oh, okay, so, right on. Right on.
9: I don't know. They have, they have they have the literal whole tour bus here. I don't know if they built the oh. building around it or cool. uh,
1: That's awesome. What, what have you seen, because, you know, you guys have been around for a while, what what have you seen in the area, like when you guys play in Alabama, where I know you've done sidetracks more than a couple times, but uh, in Huntsville, where else, you know, where do you guys usually play at around, you know, since
9: it hasn't been in the Shoals? Man, we played Auburn a lot, We played Tuscaloosa, um, we've been Birmingham, Birmingham, um, in Huntsville, there's a sixteen scene down here, and they've kind of really adopted us, you know, they've, they've uh, kind of brought us in as if we were one of their own, I guess, you know, and, um and, and, a few years ago, I would say, you know, probably six or seven years at this point, when we first kind of started playing in this area, I was just really kind of amazed at how open and welcoming people were. You know, they were immediately trying to help you get a gig, be it musicians or people that came out to see the bands or whatever. They were just immediately trying to be as helpful as they can and do whatever do whatever they could for you. So it's really cool to, to walk into a scene and 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 that's kind of what's going on because that's what it takes, you know.
1: Okay, right on, right on. Um, so, like, when when did this start coming about? Like, how were how, how was this proposed to you for you guys to play this show?
9: Um, this it started a few months back. Um, Kevin, who manages my, uh, Magnolia Bayou, mm-hmm. he um, I guess maybe he has some contacts up in this way, and um, he had he had reached out to somebody at the Hall of Fame, or maybe they reached out to him, and uh, and yeah, it just kind of got rolling from there, and you know just. You know, a bunch of bunch of buds playing music. So,
1: what kind of an influence has the you know it has the history of uh, the recording history of Muscle Shoals? Is that something that's like influenced you that you think on of, of any level at all? Or,
9: man, I think you know if you're playing roots music or rock based music or soul or anything blues anything that that is what I consider roots based music, I think Muscle Shoals just runs just right through the middle of it. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's, it's impossible to deny. I mean, I'm sitting here looking right now uh, right across from me is, is a, is a Leonard um, you know, a whole plaque on Leonard Skinnerd. I saw Hank Williams jr. Earlier. I mean, all sorts of people. I was laughing I Tommy St- uh, Shaw from sticks is from, is from Alabama. Never knew that, you know, Wow. Yeah. No, when you know, it's, it's pretty funny. It's, it's, You know, looking around this museum today, I just walked around it a couple of times and it's it's really almost it's amazing. You almost kind of take for granted how much amazing music from the kind of inception of of, you know, recorded music or what we would consider popular music, you know, from Jimmy Reed, who has influenced every blues and rock music, you know, since Mm -hmm. it's from from him in the 20s to. You know, there's they have a whole hip hop section in here. Alabama hip hop's huge. You know, it's really Alabama and Muscle Shoals. You know, of course, especially you know Fame Studios and Muscle Shoals sound and all those. It's just impossible to deny their influence on just popular culture and, and roots based music. Really,
1: is it uh, for you guys in the band? Is it has that ever come up across your mind to do some recording there sometime at some point? Oh
9: man, yeah, I would absolutely love to. You know, it's always. Uh, always been on my mind um you know the the band that we named our band after cry of love right. their first record was recorded down right. here yep yep um, and you know it's just stuff like that sticks with me you know when you when you really think about just just the ton of artists that that have recorded just walked through it's just you know it's it's a vibe that you can't you know you can't fake it and i think that type of stuff just subconsciously plays into your mind to think that how many just amazing people have been through you know? and uh and yeah, it's cool, it's really cool that they're up and running and, and 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 doing the thing you know it's it's good to see something like that that most people would turn into a museum or or put behind glass. It's cool to see that it's still being a part of music culture, you know
1: right, right, uh one last thing uh like so what what do you guys got going on after holiday break? Um, I know you guys are going to Europe at some point. What else What else is happening before then, around then, after?
9: Well, uh, we're heading home after this. We were in Mississippi last night, and uh, yeah, Muscle Shoals tonight. And uh, next week, we have two hometown shows, actually. Just going to send, uh, send ourselves off to Europe, I guess, with a couple hometown shows. We're going to be in Elon, North Carolina, at a place called The Fat Frog on December 17th. And we're going to be in Greensboro, North Carolina, at The Flatiron on December 18th. Um, And yeah, that's kind of it. You know, that's kind of it for the rest of the year. And then, like you said, January—about six weeks, middle of January through basically the end of end of February—we're going to be over in Europe. We're going to go to to France and Germany and Spain, um, Holland. We're going to be in Belgium. We're going to be in the Netherlands. We're going to be all over the place. Slovakia. Right on, uh, on, man. Yeah, dude. You know, we're we're going. um, It's our second time over there. We went at the end of two thousand seventeen. And we were supposed to go this year, but obviously things got pushed back because of the mm-hmm. whole COVID mess, you know, so right. we're just we're just happy to be finally going, man. It's it's such a cool experience to be over there. And it's just, man, it's really cool. You know, there's the way that they appreciate rock and roll and it makes you feel good. On, it's on. you know, and yeah, we are just we got some stuff rolling for um when we get back already. Like I said, you know, we'll be back in March and we're already making moves and filling up the schedule. We'll be, uh, we got some, some festivals in like May and September will be uh, power sound festival, Bristol rhythm and roots. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that yet, but, <laughs> you know, uh, but you know, uh, but yeah, yeah. We got a lot, a lot of cool stuff on the horizon. So
1: any, uh, any recording plans,
9: man? Yeah. You know, we got a lot of new music that we haven't, we we've demoed some stuff and we went out to uh, Montana and Colorado this past uh, summer we demoed we demoed a few songs and uh yeah i mean we've we've got some new music we'll be playing some new songs tonight we don't have anything specific as far as you know a session booked or anything to track a new record but i would imagine that uh you know around about the times we get back from uh from europe we'll be itching to itching to go in and put something new out
1: right on ryan well thank you so much uh for uh giving us your insight on the area and thanks for being on being on for this episode Absolutely. Our next guest uh on this uh episode for the uh Young Guns of Southern Rock uh concert um at uh in the shoals. Jason, why don't you tell our listeners uh who we have with us right now?
2: We have three-time returning champion coming back on here. <laughs> he had his own full episode, had a had a cameo on the uh rock and potty. He's got a cameo on this one. It is the best rock rider, in my opinion, out going on right now. It's Mr. Matt Wake. How you doing, Matt?
10: Hey, Jason. Hey, Brian, that you're very kind to say that. And, um,
2: <laughs> Wouldn't say if it wasn't true. I would insult you to your face. <laughs> well,
10: man, it's very nice to say, and like we were chatting about before, uh, enjoyed the Charlie Star Blackberry smoke interview. Thank you,
2: sir. Thank you. Yep. Thank it, was, you we to, it, was it was great Brian. to run
1: into you at Rockin' Pod, by the way. It was a nice yeah. surprise. It was very awesome. How cool was that? Very
2: cool. You are around all the good stuff, and that's why we have you on right now. You're based in Alabama. You write for a lot of stuff. We got this thing going on Muscle Shoals, close to the area. Um, you know, I think get your take on this whole Southern Young Guns of Southern Rock thing that's going on, right, Brian?
1: Yes, that and just your insight on what's uh, going on in the area or not going on, and so yeah. the floor is yours.
2: Oh, oh, gosh. So what's going on at rock? What's going on with the young guns of Southern Rock? Like what's going on with rock?
10: You know, I think there's um, with as far as Southern Rock, you know, there's kind of a pretty good regional circuit of um, some upcoming southern rock bands that are on the regional level. And um, I think, you know, as those bands work on their, you know, songwriting and stuff, they're good players and singers, I think. You know, eventually you'll see uh, one or two of those bubble up a little more. Who are a couple of y'all's favorites of those? I know you guys do a good job covering up-and-coming
2: bands. Brian, go ahead. Sir. Uh,
1: well, you know, um, the Georgia Thunderbolts are incredible out of Rome, Georgia. Um, from Alabama, them Dirty Roses. Um, yeah. from, uh, from Gulfport, Mississippi, uh, you have uh, Magnolia Bayou, Jive Mother Mary out of uh, North Carolina which are two bands magnolia and jive mother mary are going to be playing that in this young young band uh, who one of the guys is uh, our friend matt our other friend matt who uh, is in the band stone harvest him and uh, singer eli another or levi sorry eli sorry eli sorry levi that i called eli <laughs> it's levi um those guys are, are a young upstart band uh they're pretty good and um there's another band out of Tupelo, Mississippi that I'm really liking a lot, and that's called Blacktop Bridge. And then uh, Mojo Thunder out of uh, Lexington, Kentucky. But so yeah, there's there's always more popping
7: up all over.
10: Yeah, and I'm trying to recall the one. It seems like there's one out of Atlanta that is really good. They had the video. I'm trying to rem- remember it with it, like the candelabras and stuff. It kind of looked like a mix of like uh kind of like southern harmony era crows and like too fast for love era motley crew like the vibe of the cow i can't believe i can't because i really like the song
2: and the vibe
10: it
4: was, uh, it was a
2: black top mojo i don't know where those guys are from brian i'm not sure where those guys are from well if you figure it out let us know but uh, you know, this thing that's going on, the the um, Alabama Hall of Fame, Music Hall of Fame, when they're kind of partnering up with Muscle Shoals, we've got a couple of those bands that Brian mentioned going down there playing, kind of kick off some of the, the live stuff for them. Uh, you've got, in, in your area, I think you're, what, more northern Alabama. At least there's a great kind of venue that's going to be opening up soon. Can you tell us a little bit about it?
10: Yeah, well, the thing, okay, so I live in Huntsville, which is about uh, an hour from Muscle Shoals. Uh, both here in North Alabama and the thing we're really excited about here is called the Orion amphitheater. Um, You know, some kind of well-connected seasoned uh, industry vets are behind it. Uh, One of them is um, in the band uh, Mumford and Sons, but um, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ben Lovett, who's kind of the multi-instrumentalist in that band, really nice English gentleman. And um, so, and they're not just building an amphitheater like, you know, a stage and like just kind of a um, boilerplate amphitheater. It's really classic looking, has a Coliseum vibe. Um, They've got some, they've announced uh, like they're kind of big, it's not their first show, but their big opening celebration weekend has Jason Isbell, Brittany Howard from Alabama Shakespeare. Wow, yeah. uh, Drive-By Truckers, Amy Lou Harris, Waxa uh, Hatchie, like all these like kind of wish list of Alabama artists. Um, and they've they've announced some shows, but they've got a couple coming that they will announce in the next few weeks that are, um, uh, they never would have come here otherwise. A couple of them will make people who live in this area eyes pop like that. wow we got them so that's the big exciting thing as far as concert level stuff and it's interesting what you mentioned you know about uh you know Muscle Shoals is, has this rich recording legacy mm-hmm. but uh there's kind it's not as much of a live scene now there are some things right. to start there are a couple of you know smaller venues that are trying to make that happen a little bit. And there have been one or two that existed, Single Lock Records, the John Paul White's label there, uh, that uh, they had a real small venue that had some cool stuff uh, that closed. Um, it was one of those places with like, address is the name, the address like whatever, uh, something Mo- Mobile Street, I think what it was. But um, uh, anyway, So it's interesting, the Hall of Fame, I think you guys mentioned, is, you know, doing this live event with these upcoming Southern rock bands, because, you know, uh, I think that is a a thing that I think Muscle Shoals could grow still is uh, some live music stuff.
1: And um, and, and it sounds like they're working on it. So do you think it's just because it's such a small rural place? Why there haven't been more more live stuff and then it's maybe yeah. it maybe too much yeah. of an ex- expectation because of the recording history then people expect there to be live stuff or
10: I think you know it, it is a small town area the Muscle Shoals there's Muscle Shoals the city and it's kind of like Muscle Shoals the area which also includes Sheffield where Isbel used to live and um, uh, another city or two uh, kind of small but like. University of North Alabama is there, and, you know, they've had some shows in the basketball arena, like the Crows played there, I think, Shake Your Menu Maker. Wow. I think that was Isabel's first concert. Um, <laughs> <I never laughs> went to.
2: Well, if we ever get him on, we'll ask him about that.
10: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know it's the first concert T-shirt he ever owned, but, like, um, the, Tom Petty played there with the Replacements opening. Jeez. And- wow. Back in the day, uh, so they'll get some stuff like that occasionally, but uh, and maybe not as much now as touring's a little more uh, efficient and less on the tertiary markets. But like, I think Brian, what you said—it's a small area, and it's hard for small areas to get good shows, even if. And kind of the reason that it became such a recording mecca: one, they had these good players, you know, the Swampers and kind of all the auxiliary guys and gals oriented with that but also it was a place kind of distraction free for the most part you know like if you go to like a big epicenter of culture like new york or los angeles or even like atlanta or stuff like that there's all kinds of trouble and distractions and maybe even at a certain level of band fame you know kind of beggars and hangers on you know kind of but people could come here like the stones or whoever and just focus on making music instead of maybe being rock stars.
1: How about Alabama in general? Would Birmingham be where, where bigger tours come through?
10: Yeah. And for the most part now, I think this amphitheater is going to change that, uh, have an impact. Now, you know, like for example, in the seventies, Led Zeppelin played, uh, in Birmingham and in Mobile and in, even in into you know more my of like the Stones would play Legion Field, uh the which was a old is an old stadium in Birmingham. Um what a Huntsville would get um, you know, kind of in the 70s, 80s heyday. I mean like KISS played here in their 70s height. They also played Birmingham mm-hmm. and Mobile too, but like uh we would get we got even like when metallica kept the black tour going for years eventually huntsville got you know a black tour show Hmm. Uh, my first rock concert was acdc in huntsville at the von braun center in 1989 on the blow up your video kind of era um with white lion opening anyway in huntsville the von braun center which is like you know the arena here you know it looks like a lot of arenas uh you know that kind of came up in the 70s and 80s it, first concert ever was 75 with johnny cash but um there at the bbc but um in right before the pandemic hit and i guess it was 20 they opened this new space called the mars musical and it's i think around 1500 capacity and the city hadn't really had a big rock club size venue in a long time and that fits a lot of bands from kind of new bands on the way up till to, to kind of like artists who were used to be arena but now they're this level or used to be like shed level or whatever but or kind of more fringe artists who are have long careers but this has been the right size for them so what's happened is you know these artists are coming here that used to pass over this market like and we're all excited about the empathy here which is an eight thousand capacity but so many artists fit in that 1500 capacity thing so all of a sudden i'm getting you know with my staff job as opposed to like freelance stuff like which I've loved doing, particularly with LA Weekly, a little bit with Rolling Stone, like the stuff I've done in the recent years with Spin uh, and Guitar World a little bit. But like my staff job, all of a sudden now, being in uh, a lot more artists are coming here, particularly of of like, you know, my wheelhouse is the 80s, 90s rock, particularly the, or 70s, 80s, 90s, but... So all of a sudden, Tesla's playing here. Mm -hmm. Zach Wilds, Black Label Society's playing here. Um, There's also a a small rock club here called Sidetracks Music Hall. Yeah, Sidetracks. Yeah. They bring in people like Enough's Enough and uh, the singer for Tora Tora, Faster Push. Yeah, Anthony
2: Corder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LA Guns. You you just had a great story about LA Guns' new album as as well, about the guns, man. I thought that was great.
10: Yeah, thank you. I
2: I dig that album. That's a cool, that's mm -hmm. a good album, man. It's a
10: really good album, and it's interesting. Like, uh, there's a few bands, like, you know, I like
2: that recent Tesla single. It's like. Yeah, Blue Steel, right? Cold Blue Steel. Cold Blue Steel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was good. Well, it's like old school Tesla. Yeah, it's like
10: these, some of these, um, you know, they're not like, they're not like the Guns N' Roses level or Motley Crue level. And they're doing what. (laughs) their fans want to hear they're playing classic sounding music they're not trying to be relevant or sound really modern or even you know like i think some of the mega bands i think fall into that relevancy trap you know whereas i think these fucking i don't know what level you would want to call them i i think they're very uh cool and successful and important bands but not like you know, they probably live in nice houses, not estates, you know, but like, <laughs> oh, holy, <laughs> but they, I think they're just playing what kind of fucking music they like. Yeah. And they like, they, they, you know, they like seventies rock. And so they play their version of seventies rock, which is eighties rock. Well, guys, great talking with you. Man. Yeah. Let's thanks for guys. joining Thank us. You. Yeah. Thank
1: you for giving us your uh, insight from Alabama there, man. I appreciate y'all having me. And, uh, Thanks for doing what you're doing,
10: uh, lifting up the good new rock and uh, the interesting interviews
2: with people like Charlie Starr. Well, you right keep now. writing the good stories and we'll keep talking about them on our podcast. All right.
1: right? Thanks, Thank Scott. you, Matt. Thank you for all our friends. Uh,
2: There's
1: to, uh, to, uh, so a lot kind of friends. To, a lot of friends that were so kind to talk to us about uh, Muscle Shoals, the Alabama Music Hall of Fame, Young Guns of Southern Rock, uh, You know, Kevin, Sandra, and Matt. Dylan and Cedric, uh, Matt again, and <laughs> Levi from Stone Harvest. Uh, very interesting to, to hear everybody's take on. Hopefully, what will happen there from from the show that went on, and uh, you know, I'm all for doing whatever we can to you know get something help to get you know some more things going on
2: there. Absolutely, and you no, know, it was a good conversation. I like. I appreciate you putting everything together, hearing from everybody involved um brian you and i at some point we have to get down there maybe that that that's our venue for our all things blues and southern rock music festival you never know you never know well sandra but said they, she'd take care of us she did say say she'd take care of us so i uh, you know it's Is not some far. lodging <laughs> I, who who knows maybe it, we, it, it good we need to get down there maybe it's we'll go to waffle house yeah. together maybe we can oh, get a yeah. behind the scenes tour of of you know the hall of fame and, and the venue or something I don't know, but we do, you know, hospitality was extended we need to get down there at some point. And not only spend time in Muscle Shoals and all there, but go head on over and check out that cool venue you guys heard Matt Wake talk about at the same time.
1: Mm-hmm, yep, the Orion, Orion Amphitheater. Yep. Uh, you know, and plus at Sidetracks, you know, we got the Throttle Fest always going on towards the end of October. So it's kind of like pick and choose which one, you know, what state has more going on right now, Kentucky or Alabama? Well, I mean, I'm talking as far as like the Zargo the, um, Fest and the Young Guns of Southern Rock. Mm-hmm. It's like end of October, middle of December. Uh, like, yeah. Maybe we
2: could make them both happen for appearances. I mean, um, it would be warmer than Ohio and North Dakota. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Absolutely. <laughs> At those times.
1: No, I'm, you know, we got to be there. And I think we'll
2: get that figured out. But uh, but I learned a lot. It was cool. Young Guns of Southern Rock looked like it was a great show. Um, Sandra and Kevin, thank you guys for being on, putting together and talking to us about it. Thank all the other guys from the other bands being on. And Matt, again, for talking rock in Alabama and just rock in general.
1: You know, and then one other thing that's probably going to happen with this is uh, probably going to be putting together a little video thing uh, with Mason from Jive Mother Mary and, Uh, some of their live performances and Mason was kind enough to go around with his phone and give us a little video tour of the part of the hall of fame that he was sitting in so uh, we do have a youtube
2: page fans go go pick it out go follow us
1: yeah for sure we'll uh I'll get that together for Mm y'all so um just having said that I'll say this always remember southern rock is reverent and blues is blood we'll see you next time